Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Today's episode is sponsored by my Lit Daily Online Yoga Classes. This is an exclusive pass into my personal practice and program that I created from experience as a physical therapist and 20 years developing my Lit Yoga methodology. There is a different class with me every day, including special monthly live streams, so you can feel your most lit up anytime and anywhere. Get a three-day free trial today by going to movementbylara.com and clicking daily classes. Let's get moving. Good movement, and welcome to Redefining Yoga, a Movement by Laura podcast, which is designed to investigate all aspects of the modern evolution of yoga from my background as a physical therapist and lover of movement. My mission is to help everyone find freedom through smarter and safer movement patterns so together we can be uplifted, benefiting all beings. Today's episode is about breaking through, and I feel like this is a real metaphor for a lot of things, but in particular, habit formation. So imagine that you're in an airplane and you're rising up from the runway, going through clouds. And in those clouds, you sense turbulence. You can feel it. It's shaking you. It's uncomfortable. It's perhaps even giving you fear. And then after a little bit of time, you break through the cloud cover And all of a sudden, everything becomes easy and there's no more turbulence and you're flying with ease and with lightness and no fear. And this is, in a lot of ways, how I interpret reforming your habits to be. It's never easy. And this is the hardest part. Because habits are, they don't go away. They can be overridden with new patterns, but they will not go away. They are already encoded in our neurological wiring. So that's what makes the the breaking through part necessary, is there's going to be some, not necessarily struggle, but there will be some challenge to it for sure. And I've done a lot of research and reading on this myself and I've taught classes about habit formation. And then I'm always kind of investigating in my own daily life and behavior what I need to pay attention to and how I need to improve and shake things up and and challenge myself to to grow and have better routines or better behavioral patterns or whatnot. And so first, let's just talk about habit. Okay, so habits... They are something that we do and they emerge because our brain is constantly kind of looking for ways to preserve or save effort. So um, habits allow our brain to ramp down more often. It's, It's a real advantage to have some 
just effort-saving qualities in our daily work that we do in our life. And so habits are something that we do enough times that it becomes automatic. There's a great quote by William James who said, all our life, so far as it has definite form, is but a mess of habits. So it's just how we perform daily life. Duke University, where I went to school, did, has done a lot of research on this, and they found that 40% of actions that persons performed each day weren't actual decisions, but habits. So they went on to say that habits are a natural consequence of our neurology. They're choices that we deliberately make at some point, and then we stop thinking, but continue doing, often every day. So habits are not necessarily bad. It's just that they become automatic so that sometimes we aren't making decisions. We're just having automatic behavior. And we all know uh, habits that are healthy and then habits that aren't so healthy. And so I think just like with everything in life, it's important to examine where our old habits, our old neurological patterning is not serving us as best as it could. Maybe it did at some other stage in life, but it's not anymore. And there's so many of these. I'm just going to give you some examples, but you can think of them on your own. Like, is having a glass of wine or two glasses of wine every night as you sit on the couch, is that a habit? Is it something that you are doing and you're just kind of zoning out as you do it and you're not but it isn't really improving your sense of being. Maybe there's something else that could be more helpful for your neurology and your emotions and your energy. Uh, Maybe you, I know people who bite their nails or pick at the skin around their nails. I've had close friends who did that and it was definitely a habit and it's a habit they wanted to stop the impulses were so hardwired in there that it was very hard to change. So habits have been studied. And, you know, a lot of, uh, we've talked, I've talked about this before in other podcasts, you know, going every year when we set New Year's resolutions, how, how often they fail is because we're trying to kind of override something in a big way that is just too much for our bodies, our brains, our nervous systems to adapt to. And we are just going to stay in the turbulent lane and not be able to break through into the clear cloudless sky. So we need to not so much change our habits, but override them with better, newer patterns. This neural activity needs to reprogram. And there's ways of doing this. A lot of has been written on this again. But a lot of the research has identified the same conclusion. And that is that new habits have to be created with some kind of feedback loop in mind. In other words, the fir- we look, the brain is looking for a cue and that will trigger and tell our brain uh, to go into the automatic mode. And then there's a routine and then we get some kind of reward for that routine. Um, so giving back to the, you know, having the the wine on the couch. The cue could be the couch. Look at the couch. It's 5 p.m. or 6 p.m. You take off your uh, shoes and you go and, and you 
you have your glass of wine. That becomes automatic. And the reward, reward is that you feel relaxed. And so there, that in itself is not necessarily a bad thing. But it might set you up for an earlier night than you wanted of inactivity. Instead of being productive in other ways, you become too relaxed too early. And, and then you set yourself up for not sleeping as well because of having alcohol and maybe not moving. Instead, you just came home and did that. That's just one example. Habits can't fully disappear. They're so wired in our brains and the structures are our brains. And that's why these, you know, New Year's resolutions that usually resolve around exercise or better eating, that's why they're really, really, really hard to, to maintain or establish is because we already have some other habits that can't be replaced, but they, can, they need to be over, overridden. So these, the, the research has showed that these creating new routines that actually end up overpowering the old cues and behaviors will, will tend to kind of put that, the old routines in, in the background so that our brain is not going to them right away. And so what I would say is if you are in the need for breaking through some of the turbulence of, of changing some behavior, uh, first of all, be gentle with yourself. Pick something that you are, would like to improve upon or, or just completely get rid of doing that has become a habit that's not really working for you. And you'll need, so let's just go back to the couch. But I'm, I, personally, I don't do this, but I have had many people talk to me, almost as a counselor would talk, uh, or people would talk to a counselor and say, you know, I'm so tired at the end of the day. All I want to do is sit on the couch and drink wine. And that's what I've ended up doing but I know that I'm not getting the workout in that I would like to get in. I'm not making some phone calls to family that I would like to do. I'm getting behind on other things. And so it becomes this uh, cycle of, of unresolved negative feelings about the thing that you think is helping you, which is sitting on the couch and having a couple glasses of wine every night. So let's say you do that. Well, what the research would say is that you need to have something that's going to override that cue into your brain. When you see the couch, you immediately think, relax on the couch with two glasses of wine. So you would come in from work or whatever it is uh, right before you would do getting on the couch and you need to develop another cue. And you need to layer that on to an already existing habit. So say before you went on the couch, you took off your shoes and you changed into your pajamas or something. Okay, so that's where you would want to try and shift something and layer another habit on an already existing habit that you don't mind keeping. So, hey, you want to change your outfit? Great. But go up and instead of changing into your pajamas right away or your comfy clothes, if you feel like you aren't moving, and that's your issue, you want to get exercising and not sitting on the couch drinking, then put out your exercise clothes. And, you know, a lot of the research has said, just look at the clothes, start to look at it so that you're developing the visual pathway of when you see them, you're going to want to put them on. And then when you put them on, you're going to be much more likely to choose to exercise versus go sit on the couch with your workout clothes on. So you could do it like that. You could also curtail it even earlier and just have your bag of exercise clothes 
in the car if you're coming home from work and change before you even get in the door. But you need to layer that on to an already existing habit you have. Like at the end of the day at work, what do you normally do? Do you just say goodbye to the office or whatever you're doing and leave? Where's the transportation involved? Is there something that is already a habit that is a good one? That's just part of, you know, like like he said, it's this, we're just a, a mess of habits. So in that mess of habits, where can you intercept and put this other and layer on another habit on top of it. So we have to develop the the neurological craving to overpower an already existing habit that we we want to not have anymore. And it's that craving that the neurological craving that once you get, once you've stimulated the endorphins and then once you have some kind of tangible accomplishment that is related to this new habit, you are going to be so much better off. You're, you're going to be so much better off breaking through the turbulence into the clear cloud, cloudless sky. So you have to develop this craving. First, you develop the, the cue, the signal, the trigger, the, whether it's the clothes that um, will trigger the mind to know, hey, I'm going to work out now. Then you got to do the workout and it could be a little bit at a time. It could be a walk around the block. A walk around the block, even if it's five minutes, is a huge first step. Um, if you've been used to coming home every day and changing into your clo- like lounge clothes and having a glass of wine, that's a huge step. So celebrate these little steps that are actually huge because it's a huge step in the direction of creating the neurological craving, the endorphins, the reward. And that feedback loop is essential. It's essential for breaking through old habits and creating better ones. So when you get into the the cue and then you get into uh, the craving and the reward, and this becomes this wonderful feedback loop. And that craving is what's going to be driving the habit. So figure out what habit you would like to override. And I will tell you, honestly, there might be a few people out there who are over-exercising. And that might not even be a habit as much as it's a condition that is almost a uh, punishment. You know, if you're using exercise too much as some kind of body dysmorphia, um, then that's a different issue. That is, but that's a habit too. And you have to break through that because that's not good. That's going to be some, I'm not going to say that's not anyone, but I know some people have that. But I think the majority of the people who are trying to develop better habits are not exercising enough. And that the exercise is a keystone habit. When people start exercising more, they will make better choices for how they eat, they will become more productive at work. This has all been researched, by the way. They even show that there's, uh, they measure the cortisol levels. You have less stress. Um, you take less risk, like using your credit card. So people that are, you know, have that's a habit. You're spending too much money. You can't just tell somebody, oh, you're spending too much money all the time. And I'm talking frivolous. I'm not talking like actual things that you have to buy for survival, but there's a lot of frivolous spending. And that becomes a habit. It's like trying to fill a void. 
Well, trying to tell somebody to stop doing that is not going to work because it's for, for a lot of people, that's become a habit. So you have to override that with better, better habits. Um, I'm going to read you a little something that I wrote down for one of the classes that I taught on, on habits and, uh, and developing this strategy for breaking through the turbulence of change. And doing this requires the working on the muscle of will, willpower and so that the willpower becomes its own habit. And you, it is something that you have to develop, but you develop by going and pushing up against that turbulence over and over again until you break through. So this is what I wrote. This is things at rest want to stay at rest, so get moving. This is very much for good for, good for the person, <laughs> the example of the couch, right? So Noon's Law makes more sense to me now than it did in high school. Teaching yoga and running a yoga studio, I am active every day. On my days of intentional inactivity, I find I am much less productive. It seems that inertia breeds a small shutdown in my neural synapses. Half the day will go by and I haven't gotten dressed. This isn't totally true, but yeah, sometimes that's true. Uh, not to knock the, the stay in the PJs all day loveliness, but it does beg the question, how, why does everything shut down when you're at rest? All right, so this is what I was writing. So 40% of our day are habits. I've, I've also written about how when I run into people who haven't been into class in a while, I am serving as their cue. All of a sudden, they start telling me all the reasons they haven't come to class. And I'm just, I know that what I'm telling, what I'm serving is a cue to them. I'm that, I give them that little stimulation to remember. Oh yeah. So anyway, I keep writing. So if we get in the habit of not moving, it becomes, well, a habit. Things at rest want to stay put. One way of changing or creating better habits is to form a successful habit loop, routine, and reward. So put simply, get moving. The good news about Newton's law is that things in motion like to stay at motion, but things at rest want to be at rest. I mean, things in, things in motion want to stay in motion. Things at rest want to stay at rest, so get moving. And keep it up. Newton said it first. You've got to move it, move it. So. I'll end with that because movement is one of the best fuels to break through the turbulence of the struggle of trying to get over a habit that's not working for you. And just know that you're not going to get over it, but you are going to overcome it by forming better habits. And small wins, you need to celebrate them because they have enormous power and influencing the kind of breaking through victory you're going to get. So celebrate them and let me know if you have any questions about this. And I am working on it along with you. There's no perfect, it's just a practice, just like the yoga practice is a practice, movement practice is a practice, and the habit practice is a practice. So let's all break through old habits by creating better ones that serve us. And I'm sending huge hugs out to all of you. Again, as always, Make sure you subscribe to this podcast. That really helps a lot to keep the podcast going and thriving. And then share it with friends and rate and review it. Send me a screenshot of your review and I will make sure you get a free class link to a class of mine on or check out my classes on my Lit Daily website. 
that you can find at movementbylara.com. Have a wonderful, wonderful, turbulent free day. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program.